Hey there, hey, and thank you for tuning in to this Thursday pod of Born to Be a Star. Today is Thursday, another day, another opportunity for you to recognize your star power, for you to look at your reflection in the mirror and reflect on where you've been and where you're going, for you to love your reflection, love who you're turning out to be, and feel inspired about the day ahead, the week ahead, the month ahead, the year ahead, the moment ahead. Today is also another day for you to recognize your star power, the power that lives within you that makes you bright and make you the light some people might try to dim your light and make you as miserable as they are but don't be the company for the misery you need to be saying to yourself like we say together yes we can yes we can let things go yes we can change our mind yes we can try something new yes we can dye our hair or get highlights or cut it or have it be curly, or have it straight. Yes, we can decide that we want to eat something different, or maybe we want to try something we've never tried before. Maybe we want to travel. Maybe we want to pick up a new hobby. Maybe we want to learn how to sew, or knit, or or make clothes. Maybe we want to learn how to create like jewelry, or maybe we want to learn how to become an author. Maybe we want to become a podcaster. Maybe we want to collect comic books. Maybe we want to binge watch something new on Netflix. Regardless of what you want to do, you should be saying to yourself, yes, I can. Because if you have the attitude of positivity and energy, then you can do anything you put your mind to. Following the yes, you can is the never give up. Because if you give up halfway through on something, you're never going to finish it, right? The best part of a story isn't halfway through the movie at 40 um, minutes. <coughs> you're not seeing it happily ever after at 40 minutes into a movie. You have to wait to the end of it to see it, right? Why are we trying to rush life? Why are we giving up hope and giving up faith and giving up energy because something doesn't necessarily go the way we want to? I bring up the example of polycystic ovary syndrome every day. I'm not going to do it today. But my own experiences in my life have led me to a place where I don't want to give up, has led me to really truly believe and trust in the saying that John Cena uses as his mantra. And it's my mantra, too. Don't give up. You have to never give up. Because if you never give up, you'll always be willing to fight and you'll always have something to stand for. If you give up, what do you have? That's the question, right? What's left is there's nothing left. And don't you want to get to the best part of the story? You have to persevere through the difficulty to get to the good. And you have to deal with things. Life is not easy. It's typically hard. And it's not fun. But that is life. And we all have to do it. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, others are, are not worried about any money at all. Regardless of that situation, you get to dictate your future. So don't give up on yourself because something's not easy. Typically, things that are hard are hard for a reason, right? They are. And honestly, understand your value, your purpose, and your reason and don't give up on yourself. And don't give up on anybody else that you love. Be somebody that children can look up to. Be somebody that your family member always knows that they can rely on. Be someone that your mom knows that you, she can text. Your dad knows that he can do things too. Be that person. That's all I'm saying. Outside of the never give up is the why not today. Because indecisiveness 
and procrastination isn't going to get you anywhere. I keep talking about that damn dishwasher in the kitchen that doesn't work. If you don't get it fixed, it's still going to be broken and you're going to have to wash everything in the sink with dish detergent like it's 1922. And who the hell wants to do that? If you need to finish something like you need to paint a wall or you need to change the carpet to a hardwood floor or you need to make an appointment or you need to do something, do it. What are you waiting for? Are we really going to put our lives on the back burner and just allow time to go by and not do anything? That's not going to benefit anybody, especially you. Trust me when I say get things completed when you have the available time. Do not wait forever. Like, let me give you an exa- another example. I need to get my teeth cleaned at the dentist and I had an appointment in the summer and I rescheduled my appointment. And now I can't get in there to February. So that's upsetting. But it's okay. Outside of the mantra, let's get to some of these headlines with no media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed. Because a lot of us, they lot of us anyway. So, Biden came out with a weird video where he talked about Trump, of course. And he said that Americans should be scared. Yeah, Biden, Americans should be scared that you're still the president of the United States of America because you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you're incredibly horrible at this job. That's what they should be afraid of. Then the fake media tries to act like Trump is as guilty as Clinton when the document from... Well, they haven't gotten through all the documents, but it's come to light that Bill Clinton is was a creep. We all knew it because how old was Monica Lewinsky? 20 something. Like, come on, man. Clearly, something's wrong with him. But now they're trying to throw Trump under the bus, too. These people have Trump derangement syndrome to like the 50th power. They are so desperate, so pathetic, so just unbelievably disconnected to reality. It's insane, right? Listening to these people. Now, I don't listen to Clinton News Network or CNDC. I don't look at Apple News when it pops up on my phone. I don't care. I know that that is the media trying to trick me and trying to blind me to reality. And so I don't play a part in that. And I see reality because I specifically listen to voices and watch things that are related to that. Right. I do. And Fox News is a great alternative, but it's still run by the people that fire Tucker Carlson. So you got to be careful with that. And you got to understand what voices to listen to and what other voices to ignore. Some of the commercials on the Fox channel are kind of concerning. But I'm going to try to give these people the benefit of the doubt. Honestly, you know how I feel about media altogether. I just think it's all whack. And I think they're bought and sold for. That's my personal opinion. And I'm not going to stop it. I still like Greg Gutfeld. Jesse Waters is okay. Laura Ingram is fine. Um, The Faulkner uh, focus is good. And um, there's a bunch of other things that are okay. But overall, I think some of the conversations, some of the things that they say don't really match up. 
right now, Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Right now, I don't want to hear about Trump. I want to hear about how Joe is going to fix the problems that he created with his crappy policies and his horrible promises that he made. What about all these illegal aliens coming into this country? We don't have enough to give to them. And they're not coming over here because they're really concerned about their lives. They're coming over here because a bunch of gang members told them to. That's why. The laws that Trump had enacted before he left about stay in Mexico should have never left. It was an all-time low for immigration when Trump was the president. And since Biden has been the president, I can't tell you how many people have come over here unvetted that probably should not be in the United States of America. Quite honestly, we need to be second-guessing who we're allowing here to come on student visas. And we really seriously need to be investigating who we're allowing to come over here, period. These people are not vetted, and they could be people that aren't friends. And instead of them taking that into consideration, what I just said, they're ignoring red flags. They're ignoring the fact that all these college campuses have these fake pretending grifters that are hyping up white people are the problem. But they're grifting for money. BLM, um, Jackson, the other guy that wants to play around with Obama, right? Jesse Jackson, Obama, the NCAPP, I don't even know what the fuck's called. These groups that say that they're created to help, um, They're here to help black Americans are lying. We're getting ready to go into um, Black History Month. And I'm concerned about this year's Black History Month. The idea of Black History Month is for us to recognize the black heroes that existed in the yonder. To recognize those who fought for something. And I'm pretty sure that, um, and I've said it multiple times. I'm pretty sure that Malcolm X and I'm pretty sure that his friend would not approve of this. A dream of a country that comes together is not a dream of people that are segregated and disconnected. Instead of no blacks allowed, there'd be just be signs around that saying no whites allowed. Are we really going to try to discriminate against the main race in this country? And I know people want to run around and say that this race isn't going to exist. But what about all the mixed people? What about all the interracial dating? What about all the interracial marriages? What about that? So while you're chastising white people and you want to say whatever you want, Listen to yourself. Martin Luther King Jr. would not approve of these talking points. He would not approve of BLM. He would not approve of fentanyl overdoses and black kids running around in the city of Chicago, stealing, looting, doing drugs and doing a bunch of things that they should not be doing. And their parents can't stop them because their parents weren't fucking paying attention to begin with. 
You know what children need? Structure. You know what they're not getting? Structure. You know what they're getting instead? Their mom and dad taking a handout from the government. Guess what, moms? The government can't be your husband and the father for your children. It can't. And you might be offended by what I'm saying, but too fucking bad. Wake up. Your children are going to grow up and they're going to recognize that you're a bad mom. Taking handouts for the government, not being an actual parent, pretending like you really need to run to your job instead of raising your children, it's an embarrassment. And of course you motherfuckers don't like the idea that you can't have abortions and that Roe v. versus Wade ended because you love having access to an abortion to wipe away your responsibility. Yes, I said that, and yes, I meant that. There's threats being given to public buildings in Washington, D.C., which is kind of hilarious. Um, Sean Hannity moved to Florida. No surprise. Florida is definitely better than New York, 100%. Everybody knows it. It's just really embarrassing that they're attacking Trump like this and that black people or people that pretend they're on the side of black people, even any race, are full of shit. Black Lives Matter is not to promote black lives. It's to promote blue-haired liberal women's lives. Because the black people that scammed everybody took the money to live in the gated communities with the white people. That's what they did. It's bullshit. Moving on from that, border states get no protection. Why should democratic states... Listening to the governor of New York complain about Abbott busing people to his state leads me to ask myself, why? Honestly. Why do these states have open policies for people to come into their states, right? For people that are illegal. And then they want to complain about it and say that they need help and they don't have enough things to offer these people. You do understand what kind of state you are, right? What about the border states of Arizona and Texas? And maybe even Florida. What about those states? Do you hear the governors of those states complaining? I mean, I hear Abbott complaining. And then he tries to, you know, write some law to stop the illegal movement of his state. And then everybody is, like, coming after him at a million miles an hour, attacking him. This is hypocrisy in its fullest. No, you don't get to complain about your democratic state because guess what kind of state you are? An open state. So guess what? Shut the fuck up. You 
decided to be an open state, allowing these people to go to your state. So you can't complain about it now. But you know who should be complaining about it? The communities and the people that already live there that you're already not helping. There's definitely people in the state I live in that's not getting helped. But you definitely are allowing all these illegal fucking aliens here, which is just insane. Yeah. Outside of that. Police. No, sorry. Public education is a toxic demon run sham and i meant everything i just said in that statement it is a toxic demon run scam you have these people that shouldn't be teachers i don't know how they got master's degrees i don't know how they got through student teaching i don't know how they did any of it i have more questions than answers their intentions to be teachers are only to indoctrinate children and to turn them into eunuchs Like, their intentions to teach aren't to actually teach children to read and write and know verbiage and their history and to be able to have context and an actual conversation and be able to comprehend basic things on a very slim, skilled level. They have even decided to take away the idea of honors or AP classes for high school, which is a requirement if you're trying to get into a top league school like Yale or Harvard or any of these like institutions, right? You have to take AP courses. It's a requirement. So if you go into a school that doesn't have that available, how do you, if you're trying to go to Princeton, how do you get into Princeton if you can't take those classes? Right? Some people know right away what institution that they want to go to and they know they need to go to that institution because they know the kind of life that they want to live if you want to live a certain life you have to go to a certain school well education is now removing higher standards they're just completely whitewashing everything so how does this work i don't know like i say every day basically Put your children in private school and just figure out a way to pay for it. Try to get some scholarships. Try to figure out if the private school could help. See what you can do so that your child doesn't get lost in a public school nightmare. These people are demonic. They want to turn your children into vessels for them to prey on. And they want to completely consume their minds and drain their brains and turn them into zombies that will do whatever they say and they want to transition them from elementary middle high school then to college and then they want to still like basically drain their brains but then at that point they want you to pay for that wake up parents wake up everybody needs to wake up you need to seriously be looking and listening to what your children are saying to you and you need to be fully aware of what's going on I have been in the education field. I can tell you 100% they're not telling you what's happening. And these books that these kids are reading are not appropriate. And the libraries should only have things in them that are helping these children grow. That is what I'm saying. Outside of that, what is the teacher union? A joke, right? 
that black woman yelling and screaming, these are our babies or something like that, or these are our kids. Let me say this in the nicest, most eloquent, American, cutthroat way I can say it. Bitch. And I mean bitch. Those kids aren't yours. You're an educator. You have a responsibility to help those children so they can learn, grow, and prosper. That is your responsibility. That is the role of an educator. If you don't understand that role, you probably shouldn't be in the field, right? If you're in education, you have to do a lot of things to be a teacher, right? I'm wondering how much education these front runners actually have because if they had the education that's a requirement for them to be teachers, they wouldn't be sounding off like that. They understand their responsibility to help these children learn and maneuver so they can be prepared for the real world, which is cutthroat and eat or be eaten. It's a dark world out there. Nobody's nice. Everybody's on their own page. And you need to just help them along with their journey. And nothing is helping any child along with their journey by telling them they have to decide they want to be a different sexuality. And they don't even know what that is because they haven't had puberty yet. Why are we using drugs that we give to men in prisons for them to legitimately take away their puberty? Right? We're telling girls that they can bandaged up so they can get rid of their nipples is this really what we're doing so they're feel comfortable this shit's crazy it's fucking insane there's no explanation that can ever justify any of this stuff that's happening these gay people got away with being able to be married to each other and i don't have a problem with gay people but this stuff's going too far with the transgender stuff that's going on in these school systems where they just went okay sexuality with boys having penises in their butts and all that stuff and yes i said that so maybe you want to mute out that for your children these aren't really books kids should be looking at and these kids are dumber than a rock and i just they're not going to make it anywhere at all. We are creating generations of idiots and the countries around the world are laughing at us. This is a fucking joke. And if you're a parent or an educator or anyone that's seriously concerned about there, this really isn't anything that you can do because these unions get paid into, they're bought and sold for, and they're connected to the Democratic Party, and there's a lot of bullshit going on, and these these towns and these districts, they're all the same. Wake up. Protect your children. Moving into the main part of the conversation, is it okay to take a vacation? Now, I didn't take any vacation for Christmas. I mean, I wanted to, but I'm not that lucky enough at my job. And there's a bunch of people that don't even want to go to work at my job because we're dealing with the whole COVID thing and people don't want to be responsible. But I did take off um, Tuesday this week, and I am taking off Thursday and Friday next week. So, and I'm taking an entire week, not that long after that. So, um, 
I do think that vacations are important. And I also think that, you know, um, you need to take time for yourself away from your job. It can't just be work, 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 work. That's not healthy. And that's not going to help you with your mind, your body, your soul, or your relationships with anybody. If all you want to do is talk about work and be at work, that's not your life. You have to disconnect from your job. When you walk out the door of it, leave it there, right? Leave it. Instead of getting all emotional and frustrated and feeling any type of way or taking the words that somebody says to you seriously, just leave it all at that door and walk away from it, man. It is okay for you to take a vacation. It is okay for you to not respond to a phone call. It is okay to not show up and cover someone's ass that's not doing their responsibility at your job. It's okay to take time and enjoy yourself. If you're going on a trip, if you're even having a staycation that you want to call a vacation, it's okay to have some time away. And there's nothing wrong with it. And no one should make you feel bad about that. Maybe you want to go to Florida. Maybe you want to go to Germany. Maybe you want to go to Puerto Rico. Maybe you want to go to Spain. Maybe you want to go to Italy. Maybe you want to check out Sicily or Rome. Whatever you want to do for your vacation, do it. And don't feel bad about it. You should be... Figuring out what days make the most sense to you and what's the most comfortable. And you should be enjoying it. That's basically what I'm saying. Vacation should be taken. Try not planning to. What does that mean? Instead of trying to plan out everything and having like expectations that everything is going to necessarily go the way you want it to. Maybe don't really plan anything and just live your life. I mean, you can plan and um, have some sort of um, idea of what you're doing, right? You can do that. But not in every element of your life. And trying to do that is probably unhealthy. And why is it unhealthy? Because life changes at any moment and we don't know what's going to happen and we cannot predict time. We don't have that ability. So being willing to just adjust as it's needed is important, right? I have a problem with perfection where I actually think that I'm going to be able to achieve that and I've had to let that go. It was a struggle for me for a very long time having expectations of others that I have of myself that never get met, right? I'm a very responsible person. I always show up on time. I never am unreliable. And I'm happy, I'm energetic, and I'm a team player. And everybody does not operate like that. So if you have high expectations and you're assuming that that's the response you're going to get, You might get really irritated when that doesn't happen. So instead of getting mad, you might need to seriously limit your ability to try to organize everything and limit your ability to try to fix everything and try to have an expectation that people are going to act the way they're supposed to. Especially in the world right now, everybody's crazy. They're insane and things are just getting nuts by the day. Leave that all behind and just live accordingly on a daily basis. That's it. Reorganizing for the new year. Reorganizing for the new year means if you're not using it, get rid of it. You don't want clutter everywhere. And it's important to get rid of crappy stuff everywhere. It's just junky, junky, junk. And you don't need it.
Just get rid of it. I'm not saying give it to anybody. I'm saying get rid of it. I just feel like mm, organizing means getting rid of things, not holding on to things. And I'm at that point where I really want to go into my closet and just anything that I don't think I like, I'm going to get rid of it. And I want to do that around our entire house. It just, I want to just throw shit out. And I'm just at that point where I just, my mom is going to be like, you need to think about others. You need to give stuff away. No, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to put stuff in a bag and give it to anybody. I just want to throw it in the garbage room. I'm at that point, right? And I think we all get to that point, especially going into the winter months. I don't want a bunch of crap that I don't need. And I really need to take the time to organize things to make sure I'm getting rid of things that I actually don't need. So I keep things that are important. So at some point, I do want to take that time. And I'm going to. Honestly, outside of that, the reorganizing where we should be limiting the crap that we don't need. I know like you could definitely make things look prettier and put everything in line, but you also want to get rid of junky things. That's extremely important. What books are better? I personally love mysteries and I love thrillers. I love things that are like based on true stories and I love things that could be real shopping online is definitely taking over retail and i don't think that there's going to be a comeback to stores i told you how i feel about the mall ever since i switched my hair salon and my nail salon outside of the mall i don't go in there for anything like that's the last place i want to go for anything there's nothing i want in the mall there's nothing i want to do in here i don't want to go in any of the shitty stores i'm good and i like h&m and i like forever 21 but honestly if i want something i can just order it online and i don't have to go in there I'm not one of those people that want to go into the store. And there's a lot of other people that will provide an argument of saying, well, you know, I like going in the store. Really? I don't really have time for that. Like, outside of the grocery store, when it comes to clothes, I'd rather just be able to order something on Amazon, know what my size is, and click a button. Or, like, I, I do like thrifting, so I do go in Savers and Goodwill, but that's like once or twice a year when I'm loading up for the season ahead. That's when I go in there. I don't want to be in the mall around all these people with these shitty deals that and they're overprices and it doesn't make any sense and it's crappy quality and I just get irritated and God knows if you're in Nordstrom and you need to ask a question, there's nobody to talk to because half the people are nowhere to be found in that goddamn store. But given an option, I would go into Nordstrom, I'd go into Nordy Rack, I'd go into Saks Fifth, I'd, I'd maybe even consider H&M, but I've lately been feeling like H&M has been doing a crappy job on like their style, so I don't know. 
I do think that shopping in 10 years won't be the same. And I think more stores will close. And I think that the idea of going into a store is only going to get worse. It's not going to get better, right? Having something delivered directly to your house on a daily basis is not the same as getting into a car, driving somewhere, parking and walking in. And I know you're thinking, oh, you sound so lazy. It's not about the being lazy part. It's the idea of everything that I just said, especially during traffic or busy time of the year, like the holidays. Forget it, man. Especially if you live in like New York or New Jersey, anywhere really on the East Coast with traffic. And half the time they like run out of stuff. So how the hell does that work too? Like there's more questions than answers, but I don't think that retail is going to be able to compete with Death Star called Amazon. Dude, Zulily closed. It's gone. Do you know how much they had on there? It's gone. And that was an online store. So think about the brick and borders. They're not going to survive. They're not going to survive. It's going to be death to retail. I give it 10 to 15 years. And our children are going to grow up not going in stores. They're not going to hang out at the malls. They're not going to do any of that shit. And they're going to think the idea of it is strange. They're probably going to be like, why would I want to hang out in the mall? There's nothing in the mall. Which is probably going to come out of their mouths. Things are changing. And like I say all the time, time doesn't wait. And I don't know how Target and Walmart is going to compete with what Amazon I don't know how CVS and Walgreens or Rite Aid is going to complete with Amazon. These industries are dealing with something that they cannot compete against. And yes, Target has delivery and in-store pickup and all these things. But I work very hard at my job and I work very long hours. Some days are longer than others. And by the time I get home... Or by the time I get out of work and I get on a highway and I get back closer to where I live, the idea that I have to go into a store and see other idiotic humans is just annoying to me. The idea that I have to park the car, look for a parking spot, walk all the way in there, deal with a bunch of people that I probably don't want to talk to, and just deal with the... There's no staff in these stores. The staff that they have is completely incompetent. Nobody can answer any of your questions. And they have people in there that should not be in there. No one takes their job seriously. Everybody's on their phone. Everybody's having side conversations. Welcome to America right now. That idea of customer service and retail is killing markets. And it's only going to get worse. If you're waiting in a line and you're waiting more than 10 minutes, you're probably going to become aggravated and irritated, right? Because you have things to do. You don't have to wait in a line if you're getting something delivered in two days. It gets delivered to your door by an Amazon truck. And I don't really know if I trust those people that deliver Amazon things, but I feel like I'd rather chance that than going into a store and getting aggravated. Just saying... What do you think about retail? Do you think it's going to outlast online shopping? I don't think so. Moving into watching things. Should we get the Fox app? I don't know. I was considering getting it when they said it was going to be $0.99 a year. Maybe I would do that. Or $19.99 a year. I would consider that. 
I don't know if I have enough time to watch the Fox app. Like, it sounds fun, but I don't... I have a lot of things that I watch every week, and I don't know if I have time for that. What's on Paramount? Let's see what's on Paramount. Let's go to it right now. Where's the remote for it? I'm going to tell you in a minute. So, currently on Paramount, there's Good Burger 2. Which looks really hilarious. Especially if you like Nick things. There's. Uh, Lioness. Which you have already should have watched. There's. That lawman show. Called lawman. Bass Reeves. Mayor of Kingstown. But I don't think it has a new season yet. Uh, fellow Travelers. I might end up watching that. That looks like it's a show. We'll give it a try and see what it's about. Something called Halo looks pretty good. Uh, Challenge USA. I'm assuming that's one of those uh, reality shows. Uh, Joe Pickett. I would watch that. Uh, Billions. I still haven't started that yet, but I want to. I will tell you that Wolfpack got renewed for a new season so i'm really amped on watching that i love werewolf shows you know i'm a twilight enthusiast so can't wait for that i still haven't watched yellow jackets but skipped it um at some point i will get to that i have like such a long list of things that i need to look at which is why when i'm on my vacation i'll be getting through a lot of that list um amazon and max too between amazon max and Paramount Plus, there's so much to look at. The best movies are old, 100%. Like, Uncle Buck and Home Alone and, like, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles. I can keep going on with these names, right? The old movies that were made in the 80s and the 70s, where they actually had a storyline and they actually had character development. Like, the original Batmans. I am 100% down to watch any of those movies. And the reason I say that is because it was just something about those movies that does not exist now. Now they try to rush everything and they give people roles that they probably don't need to have. These movies feels like they're all rushed. Feels like whoever the writer is just wrote it in five seconds because they wanted to get it over with. And it just, it doesn't work well. I... And one of those people that would rather watch like White House Down or like some like or Taken from like whatever year it is. And like look at that kind of stuff. The older films like and I'm not saying that there's not good movies. I'm, I'm just saying that some of the newer things are not that good. Like the Marvel things or the Disney crap where they have the woke ideology and the woke ideas. Not for me. I'm not spending my money on that crap. I still haven't seen Barbie yet, but I guarantee you I waited till it was free to watch it because I'm just one of those people where I'm not going to spend my money on something that I could save my money for. And I do like old movies better. I'm one of those people that will watch Freddy Krueger, all the old horror flicks. I love that. 
100%. The old movies are better. Quentin Tarantino, all the old movies. Sign me up, baby. Let's go watch party all day, every day. Some popcorn, some Doritos, some dip on the couch. Old movies. Binge watch. Yes. Streaming better. What do I mean by streaming better? Streaming better means you have direct access to the streamers and you're not trying to get them through your cable service because at any moment that could end. So you want to stream direct. In some ways, it is cheaper to get it through your cable service if you have Xfinity or I don't know the name of the other ones. It is cheaper. But streaming better means you have access to more things so you can stream at your own, like, at your own rate, which is important. It is. You want to be able to have access to everything, then be able to have access to limited amount of things. That's what makes streaming better. You want to know when the best things come out so you can watch it before everybody else. That's why everybody was hacking their Amazon Fire TV. Now they've made that illegal, but I still think there's a ways to get around that. The best way to get around that is just not to go to the movies. Streaming is just easier. You just sit on the couch or your bed or your other room, wherever you are. You get comfy and a love sack uh, with your dog and some snacks. Man, you don't have to go anywhere sold and i'm not saying the movies aren't fun but dude comparing the two of them together um i'll stream all day every day let's go moving on from watching things with star watch talk let's get into eating things with big star mini cheese ball trio i saw a video for it on pinterest it looked okay you can also check that out on pepper and see if you like it it's basically mini cheese balls you put them in a circle and then you make like a dip to dip them in and it it looks very good garlic parm pull apart bread so basically you get like uh an italian bread or a french bread you chop you take a knife and you like cut into the bread then you get cheese like mozzarella cheddar you get garlic and you can do garlic spray too then you get parmesan uh you can either do the grated or you could like do it yourself whatever then you layer it with the cheese the garlic the parmesan you could also put pepper on it you really want to make sure every crevice has a lot of cheese in it because this is pull apart bread right and you also want to make sure when you're using the knife that you're really getting deep cuts through so you can just pull it apart very easily. You take that, you put that in the oven anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even 18 to 19 because you really want the cheese to melt all the way through. You don't want it to burn, but you want it to be melty, melty, like mac and cheese melty. Then you... Take it out the oven. You pour some marinara sauce in, you dip it, and you enjoy it. And that is it. That's how you eat it, and I kind of want to make that right now. I'm actually getting excited talking about it. Mm-hmm. Crock-pot Mexican chicken. So basically, you have a crock-pot. You start that off with some chicken broth. Then you add in some heavy cream. Then you put in the chicken. You can put the chicken in the one pan real quick to make sure you get a, uh, you know, a, a little 
heat on either side of it, then you want to put that back in a crock pot, right? You want to add in your cheese, your sour cream. Um, you want to also add in your cream cheese. You want to add in your jalapenos, your uh, pico de gallo, your green chili peppers. If you want to add in all that spice, if you like spice like me, then you want to make sure you take like cooking scissors and you chop up the chicken because you really want to make sure like that the chicken is completely shredded when you're making this. Then, you know, you do the crock pot thing and you figure out how long you want to leave it in there for. And then you let it cook off. You could also like in a rice maker, make Mexican rice yourself. Obviously, you want to start off with white rice. I would do jasmine because uh, the texture of jasmine rice is great. You want to add into some tomato paste. You also want to add in some, I'd say, like, green peppers. And you want to make sure you use, like, adoba or some sort of Mexican seasoning that you might have. I use Flavor God. Flavor God goes great on everything. You mix that up. Make sure that it's tender. Have that on the side with the chicken. A dollop of sour cream. Boom. Dinner, lunch, meal prep, whatever you want. Doesn't that taste good? Starbucks hot cocoa is better than any other hot cocoa in the universe. And don't argue with me until you try it. Once you sip your lips on that, you're going to be hooked. It's addicting. Cedar, Caesar salad, please. I love Caesar salad. It's my favorite salad. But the Green Goddess salad at um, Panera Bread low-key is bomb too. But I feel like they need to put more dressing on that. But maybe I'm just greedy because I like the dressing a lot. But that salad is really delicious and I really do like it. Um, to be decided. Outside of that, um, I think I am getting Javi again. I'm reconsidering meal preps because the meal prep person sent me a list of the meal preps that they have available. And I don't think I would like any of them. And it has me kind of feeling like I don't want to spend my money on something I know I don't want to eat. So I don't know if I should get back into meal prepping because I know I'll eat the food I make or if I just want to go week by week to decide if I want to do it. I'd rather take that time to make that decision than waste $65 a week. Um, but we'll see what happens. I do want to get back in a job like I told you the other day. I don't want to be driving to all these places to get... Um, coffee. I just think it's like a waste of time, man. Don't you? Honestly, I feel like it's a waste of time. And I feel like we could do so much more. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Who knows? But. I think Caesar salad is the best salad. Um, arguably, you can make it as flavorful as you want or as basic as you want. I typically like, I don't know, I like more flavor in my salad. So I'm a person that's going to want to put Parmesan on it. 
Um, not really any other spice outside of that. <coughs> I adore flavor. It's my favorite thing about salads. And it's just, it just fits in cohesively together and it's really delicious. And that's why I love salads. I just feel like salads are great. You could say they're not, but like it's something light and it's something easy. I also, in this new year, I, I need to start eating better. I, I have to stay away from fast food. Like, I got to limit five guys. I got to limit pizza. I need to limit things that are not good for my body. I have to get away from carbohydrates entirely. This year, at the beginning of this year, in 2004, fuck, 2024, I really want to get away from carbohydrates. I really want to stay away from things that I should not be eating. So I'm really going to put effort into making things myself, having a meal prep Sunday, like after church or before I go to the gym or something. And really get back into working out better at the gym and getting in three to four days a week instead of like three. I really want to make my health really central to my life. Because as I get older, I don't want to be sick. And I want to lose the correct amount of weight for my healthiness. Also, so I don't need to have replacements to my body parts. And there's nothing wrong with my lungs or my kidneys or any of that. And I want to protect myself long term. So to do that, I have to change the way that I eat. I already drink a lot of water, but I want to also make sure that how I'm eating matches up with that. It's convenient and easy to go to Taco Bell and uh, Burger King or McDonald's. And I'm not saying everything at Taco Bell is bad, but you have to eat these things in moderation and you can't eat out every day. I mean, if you're busy, I can understand that. If you have a busier week, if you have a longer day, sometimes it is easier to order out. But maybe make a better decision to get a salad instead of getting a burger. Maybe make a better decision to get the cauliflower pasta instead of the spaghetti. Just a thought. Outside of that. If you're eating healthier, you're living healthier. And if you're healthier, you're living longer and you're living stronger. That's the motto. Longer, stronger. Thank you for tuning in to this Thursday pod of Born to Be a Star. And I will see you same time, same time tomorrow on Friday. Don't forget that you are a star wherever you are. And I can see your light because you are very bright. And you are the force against the darkness. And together, you, me, and everybody, we're going to light up the, the world, and not just the world, but the galaxy, and not just this galaxy, but all of the galaxies. And we are going to save forever. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget your star power.